following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, many times we, uh, in personal life and even here on this program, we talk about the topic of grief. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, what are some uh, practical things you can tell people about how to, how to handle their grief on just on a day-to-day basis? One of the things that can be so helpful is learning what is called acceptance with what is unchangeable. And what that means is it, it's our hope for healing because grief affects our past, present, and future in terms of working through grief involves connecting the past um, and it's, it's accepting that the past will always be in the past and accepting that the present offers stability and significance. And then in regard to the future, it's accepting the future uh, as having new opportunities. By God's design, He knows what will be meaningful, how how to fulfill our lives. And so in regard to the past, what we're saying is, Uh, Rather than trying to feel what others want us to feel, we focus on, Lord, whatever you want me to feel, whatever you want me to do, this is my commitment, my desire. My commitment is to be the person you want me to be through this season of sorrow. Because grief always has to do with loss. And all of us, at different times, go through different kinds of loss. But it has to be something that's very, very meaningful in, in our lives. And I, it's, it's like, if it's accepting the past, it's um, recalling, uh, thinking back on, on what our loss is. And literally writing down significant events. This is one way to do it if you're going to uh, focus on healthy grieving. Um, It's what are the significant and memories, good and bad, that that you remember. Uh, Sometimes looking at photographs and listening the memories based on good and bad. And just list, I'm grieving over. And uh, by the way, there's uh, a scripture that says, and from Psalm 42, verse 4, these things I remember as I pour out my soul. And so remembering is part of, of life and allowing yourself to shed tears Um God made us with tear ducts, and they are to be used at different times, especially in seasons of sorrow. And then, as you make this list of the past, uh, 
uh, things that you remember from earlier times, then you look back at that list, and as you review it beside each event on the list, you write the word past, past, past. And it's, I will be, I will choose to be content to leave the past in the past. And it's important to realize all of us have sorrow. All of us have loss. And thank God for what he's taught you from the past and trust how he will use your past in the future. And you thank God for what the positives are in terms of what you are learning. The Bible says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. But what that means is, it's not that, um, this is not a Pollyanna view. It is, all of us have the capacity for compassion stretched. We can understand others who are going through deep times of sorrow. And compassion is very important. And God will will literally work in our hearts to uh, use us in the lives of others when we have gone through the deepest times of grief. Then when you're dealing with the present, it is living one day at a time. It's putting the Lord at the center of your life and asking Him to guide you. And even uh, you go to Him with specific questions. You literally say, Lord, I want to be the man. I want to be the woman. I want to be the person you have created me to be for the rest of my life. And I'm choosing to accept that the future does hold new opportunities for me to be have a meaningful life. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, 
in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Let me, let me recommend one of our keys for living. We have, as uh, June was just talking about, the topic of guilt, of uh, rather grief. We have that uh, in our keys for living called Living at Peace with Loss. And that and many other titles are available if you call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Now, if you would like to speak with June about a situation going on in your life and you'd like to get some insight from her and uh, really see what God's heart is on your situation, because uh, the the uh, the Bible does speak to your, you and your situation in a way that's relevant, the way that's immediately helpful, and we'd like to help you find that. The the uh, invitation is for you to call us at 800-917, 800-NIGHT-17, and just call, leave a message for us. We'll get back to you as soon as we can to schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. We do have availability in the next few days, so we'd like to hear from you. The number again, 800-NIGHT-17, 800-644-4817. Let's get to our caller for tonight, and we welcome back a caller listening on KATV in Alaska. We welcome back Yuki. Well, hello, Yuki. It's so good to hear from you again. I'm so glad we're talking. Hi, June. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me back into the show. It's an honor. Well, I care about your your journey from this point on because God does have a plan for you. And in spite of the tender, tender loss of your wife um, to suicide. Just know that there is a plan that is important for you to to be in tune with God about. Because my, my heart's with you when we talked last. Um, you, you described... Uh, a precious relationship that you had with your wife. And you wanted to make sure she's okay. And uh, yes, she's in a perfect place of peace. Um, There is no more sorrow for her. 
and the Bible does d- does definitely describe this, and I, I describe this based on what the Bible says about no more tears, uh, no more sorrow, no more sin. No, you know, the, the, it it is what God allows us to experience based on His mercy and and His grace. So. We have all chosen wrong attitudes, wrong actions along the way, and God understands that. And um, I just did not want you to think that she's not okay. And she's experiencing um, a a, a place of perfect peace. So... Where are you right now in terms of what's going on in your heart and your life? I know that any time we lose a loved one, there is not an instant uh, like, oh, everything is fine. Everything is because there has to be a new normal that you will develop. And that new normal will be as you grieve in a healthy way. Then um, there's a, an, a way to do that. So talk to me about you right now. What What is happening in your heart and life? To be honest, um, I haven't been um, eating or sleeping properly for uh, over a month. And uh, mm. I've been spending my daily life with endless cycle of feeling guilt and uh, grieving. Mm-hmm. And um, lately I think that to um, put people away who um, care about me. Um, I'm, a, I'm alone up here in Alaska, and um, my friends and family will live uh, down in the lower 48, and um, they've been really worried about me and trying to care for me the best way they can. And lately... Uh, I, I, I've been getting this um, need to um, shut them out. I guess I don't want to, um, I guess I feel like I don't want to bother them with my um, burdens. Mm. They're really good people, but I've been shutting them out. Just, just had the, just, just had the need to. Well, how how is that working for you to shut them out? Well, they've gotten they seem even more worried, and actually, um, actually, um, a couple of good friends of mine and um, my sister-in-law got a hold of the local police department and um. I've been under uh, their suicide watch. They visited my apartment um, just three times all last week. Wow. Do you recognize that as an act of love from your sister-in-law? Yes, I believe so. It's important to realize for her to take action 
is saying, I care. He, you, you don't do something like that. You don't contact the authorities um, and ask for their intervention. You, you don't do that if you don't care. That's an act of love. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, it is, absolutely. And if you knew someone, I'm going to ask this. Let's say it's not you. It's someone that you care about. Who, who is close to you in, uh, in your life? Probably in the, as you indicate, the lower 48. I'm, um, I, I'm one of those people who never had a lot of friends, just few uh -huh. real close ones that I could call family. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, I, I do have a few of those. And um, my, uh, all of my um, in-laws have been very uh, supportive over me trying to remind me every day uh, it wasn't my fault and uh, my, my own family, my own parents, uh, they disowned me over it and they, mm. they, they punished me and they hope that I rot up here by myself with what I did. Oh, oh no, I'm so sorry. Wow. And, and the reason that they cut you off is what? Um, they, uh, they told me, um, they, um, I mean, they're probably not wrong, but they say it's hundred percent my fault. And, <clears throat> and, um, their words were, um, why is that poor night girl dead? And well, you're still alive. Oh. <clears throat> and then uh, they called and told all my siblings, um, you know, don't give him a dime, let him rot up there. Oh. oh, my siblings, they've been very supportive. They know how um, our parents can be. You know that this is not healthy for any family member to treat someone this way. You know that that's not normal, even. Right. You understand? Yes. So, they... Um, there's something wrong when a person has that attitude and therefore it's vital that we not let what they think, what they say, what they do, we, we must not give authority over our lives. Um, they're just not healthy. That is not healthy thinking. Do you agree with that? Yes, ma'am, I do. Okay. So, <clears throat> they, they need a changed life. You know, life is uh, complex. Yes, it is. Every, every, everyone wishes that we could have an eraser. I call it the uh, <laughs> divine eraser to erase. We, if, if we could take words that perhaps we've said or actions we've done, there's not a soul on earth 
who would not wish for that that huge eraser now in truth that's not the way God set up the world instead we can't have do-overs but what we can do is learn from the past learn from times we've all chosen wrong and there are two parts to that number one yes we can learn what not to do in the future but also the second part of that is receiving one of the greatest gifts that we could ever have and that is forgiveness from God where literally he looks at where we're grieving and he offers this is what is so extraordinary about the God who created you the God who created us all that the Bible actually says all we like sheep have gone astray each of us has turned our own way in other words we've chosen to go our own way at the time and we can have the deepest regret remorse guilt but guilt is actually I'm, now this is unusual there is a thing of such a thing as good guilt good guilt is saying i i know i was wrong and as a result i'm changing i'm going to do what is right in other words guilt is a a fact a fact of being at fault and it is where we know we've chosen wrong and every one of us had that there's not a soul on earth the bible says all we like sheep have gone astray the bible says um we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god so this doesn't surprise god do you ever struggle to believe that god loves you that he accepts you forgives you and sees you as precious and beloved to him So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one, at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. 
we are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support. If you're listening to tonight's program and uh, the topic of suicide has been brought up, if you're if uh, you're struggling with that or have uh, someone in your life who is, we encourage you to reach out to the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. It is 988 just dial 988 on your phone. Uh, it's the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. We wanted to make sure that you had that information uh, available to you. Well, if you have any questions about any of our resources, just call our customer support team. There are over 100 of our keys for living that will be sure to address something that you're dealing with in life, and you'd like to m- some more uh, insight on that to see what uh, what help there is, what uh, the kind of causes and solutions for what you might be dealing with in your life. Call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you access the right resources if uh, and uh, find out what will be the most helpful for you. Let me recommend uh, one of our resources to you, uh, actually a couple of them. We have one on uh, suicide prevention. It's called Hope When Life Seems Hopeless. Also, we have the uh, topic of guilt. That's called Living guilt-free, and those and so many other topics are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Find everything on the website as well at hopefortheheart.org slash store, and I hope you go there and spend some time. Again, that's hopefortheheart.org slash store. Back to our conversation tonight with Yuki. Well, my friend, um, there's something that it's vital that you look at and I'm going to ask you a specific question I know what happened because you told me and it was you were saving money to uh, ultimately move into a home and yet when you asked her about the finances where were you she had spent the money And I know that your reaction, you know, you were upset because you were working to save the money. And uh, you said you stormed out. And then when you called, um, she did not answer. And... You were back within the hour, and 
normal disappointment that we have at times in others. Uh, it finds expression and you had not had time to work it out with her. Now, the way you described her as a Christian, the reason I could tell you when you wanted to know if she was okay, yes, um, she is. But what I, I'm gonna ask you would she want you, I'll think about your, your wife, would she want you to be isolating? No. I don't believe she would. She would um, actually, uh, even while she was here, she always, um, you know, asked me to uh, reach out to the few people I have and keep close to them. Mm-hmm. I was never really good at keeping touch with people, even those I genuinely care about. Even on on isolationist, mm -hmm. always sort of lived that way. Well, you did not have obviously a secure upbringing, did you? No, no. So, and and. In fact, I'm going to be uh, personal here. I did not have a lot of security uh, because of things my dad threatened and uh, yes. just his lifestyle. And um, I did not know if we were going to be on the street. And I, I had a very hard time feeling secure in relationships, I could see, think, well, yes, you say this now, but I don't know if, if it's going to last. I had a great deal of difficulty trusting that word trust. Um, and I didn't, it's, it's not that I wanted to distrust. Uh, I'm not confident that we want that for our lives. Do you agree with that? Yes, I totally do. I understand. So, <clears throat> but, <clears throat> but it's born out of insecurity where we were not secure as, as children, uh, perhaps in the teenage years, just, but for you to describe right now what your own family they they want you cut off i mean it's that's what you described uh is shocking that's not normal and so <clears throat> it doesn't surprise me that you would have a tendency to wall yourself in without others but when i asked you about your precious wife, what would she want? I, I thought for sure you were going to say, no, she would not want that for you. And that's why I asked she, the question. Yeah. She'd, um, she'd want me to um, open up, reach out, get connected, 
not starve That's... myself and, you know, get better sleep and take better care of myself. I could almost um, hear her in my head every day saying these things. Well, I question. Just, um, I'm longing for her so much. Of course. That I'm aware I'm on the path of self-destruction, and it's like I'm okay with it. Well, you know that she placed faith, her faith in, in God, in, in Christ, correct? Yes, ma'am. So, and that's one of the things <clears throat> that you were drawn to. Well, tell me, what drew you to her? someone who would uh, understand and would let me, uh, you know, uh, talk her ears off and I'd do the same. And and um, I felt that when we got together, um, we really believed it. And I still do to this day that um, God brought us together. We were almost the same people from, you know, opposite, opposite ends, uh, same but different. Um, her and I, uh, we've, um, we, we both grew up, you know, um, experiencing, um, you know, uh, similar traumas and uh, longing um, as a child and teenager. Yes. And um, we could always talk about these things with each other. We understood. Well, you described how she had a... Uh his stepfather, who walked out, her biological father walked out, and uh, there was sexual abuse. That you know was so she understood pain, and she understood yes. compassion for yes. you. So I want you to see. Does it matter to you? what she would want for you? Yes. Yes, I guess. Yeah, I do. Okay. Now, <clears throat> what you're saying is your sister-in-law is reaching out to you. you. What I'm hearing is that there are others uh, not where you are right now, not where you're living, <clears throat> excuse me, but those others who were a part of her family, they're, they're, they care about you. Let me ask a, a question, and I'm not saying that this is what is in God's will. <clears throat> there are times when people have chosen for the right reason to move from where they live because there are supportive people elsewhere. I'm just going to ask, do you think at all that this would be something that uh, would be right in your situation? 
to get to where you have some physical support, I'm talking about people, who the, the few that you are allowing in your life and in your heart, um, is that even a consideration that you would want to make that you would think would possibly be good? Uh, mentioned to me by them numerous times, and mm. um, the thought is in my mind. Just um, when um, when my wife and I moved up here to Alaska, we absolutely fell in love with the place. And after living up here a couple of years, um, I've even asked her, um, "Hey, honey, um, do you miss the lower 48? Do you ever want to move back down elsewhere?" And she was always telling me, um, at this point, she couldn't imagine living anywhere else. She's really loved it here, and Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, I feel the same. I feel like this is our home. Okay. Well, as I said, some people choose to go back to where they had support. And yes. that doesn't and mean that's for everyone. <clears throat> I'm sorry, what did you just say? Totally understandable. I, okay. I get that. Okay. Well, that is an option for a period of time. Not that it would have to be permanent, but that is one option. Um, I know that um, you've indicated that that you're struggling, um, and it is true that circumstances at the time can be so painful but what we need to do and all people have huge disappointments at different times in their lives and so it's how do we process that what do we do now in light of that pain and so I want us to come back and consider what is it that God now is wanting for you what what is the most important priority and it's like the the journey that you will be on now <clears throat> is going to take you in has the opportunity to take you in positive places no matter what you're facing there's hope sometimes it's hard to believe that when we face challenges at home work in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. 
Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have questions or concerns about any of the topics on the program tonight, you can just call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you access the appropriate resources and whatever would be most helpful for you. Their number again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. As we're talking about the topic of suicide tonight, we want to remind you of the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Just dial 988 on your phone. Again, 988 is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. If you or someone you know is needing help that way, uh, again, the number is 988. Returning now to tonight's conversation with Yuki. Well, Yuki, when we're talking about what we need to prioritize, um, there is something that's important that I want you to lock into. And I'm going to ask, do you have a Bible? Yes, um, I have, um, yeah, I have several. I have about four. Okay. There's an important passage in the Bible that I would like for you to actually um, look up, and I want you to um, read a particular passage in the morning when you wake up, and then read it again during the day, and then before you go to bed. And it's what God says. God who created you. He he says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. The one, again, who created your life... um, are you aware that God knows all? Of course, He's God. <laughs> yeah, yes, of course, as God, He knows all. And He knew this would happen. It did not catch Him by surprise, it caught you by surprise. Yes. For your wife to take her life. But, and, And he knew all the circumstances. But for you to end your life is not in his will. Because he says, 
Yuki, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, when we are grieving the loss of a loved one, then it's understandable there's a hole in your heart right now. And he knows, he, God, the one, again, who created you, the one who has a plan for you. This is important. He knows the plans he has for you. In fact, what you find in that, that scripture is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. And what I'd like for you to do is when you take that Bible that you're using and highlight that scripture, like in a yellow highlight, yeah. or you could, you could underline it. But see, he knows the future he has for you. In fact, in Proverbs 23:18 this is important the bible says in the bible uh, in, uh the the book of proverbs is the book on wisdom let me ask do you want to be wise i do okay well many people read the book of proverbs every single day Proverbs has 31 chapters, and that equates, it's a parallel to our 31 days in the month. And a lot of people will read, for example, if it's the um, fifth of the month, um, the sixth of the month, they'll read chapter six. Does that make sense? Okay, yes, so, so, and then you just kind of highlight or underline the verses that are meaningful to you. Well, in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 18, we read, There is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. So, that is saying to us, we can look to what God's plan is. And the first scripture that ever meant anything to me, because I was not raised with the Bible, I wasn't raised with scripture. But the scripture, the Bible is the word of God. The word yes, of God. And so in Proverbs Chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, that was, for a number of years, the first scripture that I personally needed, that I personally, um, it was like my favorite scripture. And I'm going to read that to you, and I'd like for you to underline that too. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, 
and he will make your path straight. So what he is wanting you to do is to trust him, trust the Lord with all your heart, knowing that it's not going to be helpful for you to lean on your own understanding. It says lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Is that something that makes sense to you? What does it really mean to lean on the Lord, to have him take over for you? What, what does it exactly mean to do that? Well, I'm going to talk about that word, Lord. Now, I didn't know this initially when I was even a fairly new Christian. <clears throat> The word Lord means master, ruler, owner. It's giving him, literally, in, putting him in charge of your life. And so when we think of who Jesus is, Jesus came to earth from heaven. He knew we would all choose wrong. And Jesus did not want us to live forever separated from God. And so as what he did is he paid the penalty by dying on the cross for our sins, for all of our wrong choices, for your wrong choices, for my wrong choices, <clears throat> for, for my wrong attitudes and actions. And the, reason, the, the point of him dying on the cross, it was a blood sacrifice that he paid, which was prophesied that that would take place by this one who would literally give his life. And the point is, for us, it's, it, he, that's, that's the work of Jesus, but our part is to receive Receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And that means, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for the future that you have for me. I can't see it, but I know you said you have a plan for my life. And I'm choosing to trust in you. Trust means to rely upon him. To you, When we read the word, uh, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Believe means to rely upon, to entrust your life. And yes. I remember, um, for on a personal level, I heard that and it took me months to do that, six months when I first started hearing, because I was not familiar with, I didn't even know that that's what God wanted us to do. But what we read, and <clears throat> uh, clearly what the Bible 
the Bible is like a letter. It's, it's like, imagine all these books of the Bible. It's like they're letters to you to learn how to live and to learn who God is and how God has a plan for you. And we learn by virtue of how God interacts with us in our in our hearts and how what he wants for us so uh, the Bible actually says this to all who received him and it's meaning receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior uh, he gave the right to become children of God that means he adopts you into his family like he's yeah. done with your wife. He literally adopted her into his family. And the beautiful part is he then will father you each step of the way. Yeah. So what he's wanting now <clears throat> is it's and it's a phenomenal precious gift he wants you to humble your heart and be willing to entrust your life to the Lord Jesus Christ giving him control of your life and what he does is he fulfills this is important Yuki he fulfills the purpose that God has for your life so, would you like for us to talk again? Yes, of course. Okay. We need to do that. Now, right now, I want you to make a decision that you will not end your life. Yes, there is pain, but there's going to be a way God is going to use that pain with a purpose. And um, will you promise me that you will not end your life? You will not take your own life? Would you promise me that for now? That's going to be essential. And I'm asking our listening friends to pray for Yuki until we talk again. Thank you. You hang on to hope. We will send materials to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Let me mention one more time the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. If that's uh, information you need, the number is 988. Again, 988. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.